When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to Thruple Talk, where we have candid conversations about life living as a thruple in a monogamous world. I'm your host, Josh, and here in the studio, I have Charlene. Hello. And lovely Liv. Hello. And today, we want to talk about how we all got here. Yes. Welcome to our very first episode. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Glad you found us. <laughs> so a little background about us. We are a suburban thruple. We've been together, living together for about a year and a half. And uh, we have two kids, and we have had a very hard time finding information or any resources on how to be a thruple in a society that's pretty mm -hmm. much predominantly designed to be for monogamy mm -hmm. only. So, mm -hmm. yep, we're here to provide information about what is working for us. Not claiming to be experts, but we can share what's working, what what we have found to not yep. work for us, and yeah, yep. When you're a couple and you have problems, you know where to go. There's resources everywhere, books, you name it. When there's three people in a relationship, there's nothing. We, don't, mm -hmm. we didn't know how to do anything from finances to sleeping arrangements. So we had to set up the basis of, I don't know, this new age type of relationship. Mm -hmm. And we kept, expect, we kept expecting the other person to uh, know what we're supposed to do. And then we're like, oh, you don't know how you're supposed to do this either. Well, I guess we're going to have to figure it out by ourselves. <laughs> None of us had ever done this before. No, a lot of trial <laughs> and error. But determined to make it yep. work. Yeah. yeah, a lot of trial and error. <laughs> so hopefully we can save some people some trouble. And, yep. and maybe yes. even our listeners have some tips for us. They can send yes. to us and save us yes. some trouble along the way too. So. Yes, absolutely. We would love to meet people that are in the same, like... What, how should I call it? Living arrangement, yeah. romantic <laughs> arrangement as we are. Yes. And how they do it. What's the email they can email us in? Questions. Sure. Thruppletalk at gmail.com. Is it? Okay. Right. There you I go. There you it. go. So email us there. <laughs> we'll read your questions and see what we can answer in some of the episodes we've got coming up. We've got yes. some cool stuff lined up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but today we want to mostly talk about how we all got here to kind of tell our little background and our story. So. Yep. Yes. We'll start with the easy stuff and then get more intense as the uh, show progresses. <laughs> and that, I mean, as every episode gets recorded. Shall we start by telling people how we got here? Who wants to go first? I'll start. Okay. Right. So Josh and I met almost 18 years ago, and we have been married just over 17 years. It was quite the whirlwind romance, one of those when you know, you know deals um, and jumped in. And never, never looked back, never regretted. Um, and then after about 14 years, we, you know, we'd done a lot of role play and everything over the years. And then 
about 14 years in. I bet the I listeners have... are going to want to hear all about the role play. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she's just casually, maybe we've done some role play, but you know, <laughs> I want to get into it right now. <laughs> so, That's you know, your, your typical role plays of like, you know, three ways, there's somebody watching, and I found that I had a lot of bisexual fantasies and a lot of fantasies that included voyeurism, um, like, you know, the, where, the thrill of watching. Um, and so one day I, I remember I was working out at the gym and in between sets, I was like Googling, like, how would you have a three-way or find someone to have a three-way with? And I came across this article that talked about different apps you can download. And I get on the app store and download one. And, uh, not really thinking about the fact that family sharing was turned oh. on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so busted. Yeah, I see this thing just pop up on my phone. I'm like, what is going on here? He comes home from work that day and was like, so what's that app you downloaded? <laughs> oh, he didn't disapprove at all. But I heard the three-way thing is a man's most desired fantasy. Are you talking about our Thursday night? <laughs> <laughs> no, mostly Wednesdays. But... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so we ended up having, you know, some three ways and the bisexual curiosities became confirmed. <laughs> and uh, uh, for everyone is like, she's talking about female, male, female, three ways. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or female, female, male. Yes. Either way, there's two females, one male. Yes. <laughs> so like I needed to specify <laughs> what kind of three ways we're having. Yes, yes. I was I was the one with the bisexual fantasies. Um and I found that I, I do enjoy the, the voyeur aspect and the exhibitionist aspect as well. Um so yeah, once we discovered that, it was like, all right, let's let's continue. This is fun. And then after a while I was like, it would be really great if we met someone that we developed a friendship with, you know, like we actually want to hang out with outside of, you know, just playtime. And uh, after a couple months, we did meet someone that was just amazing. Like just from the first day, we all clicked. Um, and it was just, it was like meeting an, meeting an old friend. Um, and then after a few months, the dynamics started to shift a little bit. And I, I think I was probably the first to notice the shift um, in that she started to seem more, more like something like more than a friend with benefits. Um, and I would ask Josh about it. And it was like, yeah, I think he was in denial still at the time. And then one evening we were having a chat with her and she mentioned that she had dated a polyamorous person at, at one time. And we both were like, what, what is that? And she told us like, oh, it's when you can be in love with more than one person. Like you're wired to love more than one person at a time. And Josh, like, I'll let yeah, you speak for yourself. As soon yourself, as I heard like, the term and I heard what it was, I instantly knew like, oh my God, that's me. That's always been me. I didn't know that was a thing. I just, since I was a boy sitting in church pews, they talk, you know, tell these Old Testament Bible stories about having multiple wives. And I could never understand like, why is that not still going on today? Like, what's this, why is, yeah, why is it monogamy the only way? Yeah. So it just, it just never, never made sense to me. Yeah. And I know Josh had made comments like that to me, even before we were married, like, 
he he wasn't questioning whether or not he wanted to get married. I never felt like he had any issues with commitment or anything, but he did verbalize that aspect of it never making sense. Like, mm-hmm. Why commit to just one person? And I'm looking at him like, you're so silly. Like, everybody does it. Look around. That's that's how it's done. You want to get married, right? You want this this relationship. So this is what we do. Yeah. I was 100% um, sure I wanted to get married. But it's like everything in my body was against it. Like the commitment part to just one person. Like even when I we walked down the aisle after they said we were married, mm-hmm. my whole body started shaking. Like it was a physical reaction because I was so you know, sure that I was going to be in this commitment. Like I was never going to break it. But my body said, this is not for you. So it's like, it's more than just a commitment. commitment Definitely had that all my life too. But I thought it was to me, I thought it was a problem with commitment. Like, cause I didn't know because everybody was doing it. So Mm. therefore that must be it. I assumed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, (laughs) I wish I would have been, I wish I would have been raised in a completely different world than the one I was in. Even though I was raised very open, uh, I feel like all these society norms that you you get you get born into them, and they're just so like they're your nature. Not even for a second you think that they might be something different, even though your entire body is telling you is different. You think there's something wrong with you, and why can't you fit in? And you don't think there's maybe other ways of doing it until you actually have, like how it happened to me, you have somebody tell you, you know what, it's okay to be different. It's fine. There's mm-hmm. other people like you and, you know, people find their ways and their ways of loving in a variety of, you know, uh, situations. So. I feel that's exactly. something the younger generations now are getting right mm-hmm. away. Like we just didn't have that back then. They're, they're definitely like, yeah, I am very, I'm proud for what we've done us, you know, to like set up these very open like there's so many options. Like you can be whatever you want and you're not shamed for it anymore. I think that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah. gets to find the path that actually works yep. for them. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we find out what polyamory is and I had been seeing this shift in Josh's affection for our, our friend with benefits at the time. Um, but even then, even when Josh found out what polyamory was and knew that he was polyamorous. I think he was still in denial for a while that he was falling in Mm -hmm. love with this other woman, um, or maybe just struggling with coming to terms with being polyamorous and definitely didn't know how to admit that to me. So over the next few weeks, I'm like, he's still kind of living in, in denial, I think. And I'm, I'm like, this seems like more than friends with benefits. Like you're treating her as more than friends with benefits. And I think there were jealousies and insecurities rising up in me. Like, why are you treating her this way? That should be reserved for me. Um, And just little things um, that I just didn't understand at the time. Um, And then we did finally, Josh did have, um, I'm so thankful he had the courage to come to me and say, like, I... I'm, I think I'm polyamorous. And at that point, it was actually, it was genuinely a relief to me because I had thought that I was losing him. Like I was watching him fall in love with this other person. And I was seeing 
a different side of him that I had never seen before. I was seeing him completely fulfilled and more whole and content and happy than I had ever seen. And from my perspective as, as a monogamous person that had been happy in monogamy, I was interpreting his, the, the good place that he was in as being, oh, it's because he's with her. So therefore he's going to need to not be with me. And what kind of a person would I be if I wanted him to give that up? Like clearly he's so fulfilled by this. It would be selfish and foolish for me to be like, oh no, let that go. Just come be with me. Um, but at the same time, it seemed like he still loved me and he was saying he's more in love with me than he's ever been. So it, it just, it, it wasn't lining up in my head. And then once he said he thinks he's polyamorous, it was like this relief that was like, okay, he does love me. And then he explained how it was always a part of who he is. And it was him finally being able to be himself. It's like, it's not this additional, it's not this other person specifically. It was him being himself fully. Um, so that relationship lasted a few months, but didn't work out ultimately. Um, she's still a dear friend. Um, and then after that, it, uh, it I want to interject right quick yeah, there, though. The, go ahead. Um, that, during that time where I, I was struggling with it because I realized I was polyamorous. Like, early, I felt it, but I did, was in denial. Yeah. And I really did not want to be polyamorous. Yeah. I thought that was that was horrible. I wasn't, like, excited. And like, like, oh, what yeah. did you think that? Probably, I, I just didn't want it. I knew it was, I would have to tell her. And what you didn't want the mean? trouble. I didn't want the, the drama. Trouble. The, I didn't want yeah. that. Uh -huh. I wanted to not be that. I just wanted to be monogamous like everybody yeah, else. Yeah, it's easy. And easy. Mm -hmm. Fit in. And it has not been easy. Yeah. You know, no, when, it, when things are good. It's, it's amazing. But when it's bad, yeah. <laughs> it goes on the, the hard days or whatever, it's like, you know, yeah, uh, it's I hard. So it's, it's not the easy road. I think a lot of, that's yeah. the misconception a lot of people have like, oh, then you must just hide the guys really? high Does anybody you? think that? That is like, no, no. <laughs> it depends I, I get it. Many times yeah. I'm almost like, why couldn't I just be easy? You know, somebody just wake up in the morning, yeah. go to work. You know, have kids, come back home, sit on the couch, you know, just yeah. over My and over. My dad used to be happy with that life. Easy. Oh. <laughs> no, no. got to take the hard way. <laughs> so that, it was, it took me a long time to come to terms with it. It, it, it was like, I had to admit it to myself. And then what they did, it was like, I had to tell her. And it was mm -hmm. like, it was, it was a hard time for me at that time. Yeah. So it was, I was in denial for a long time about it. Yeah. And I'll, I'll back up to like, when he first told me, um, it was a relief, but at the same time, it, it, like that wasn't the end of it either. It wasn't like I heard it and I was like, oh, okay. Like, thank God I'm not losing you. Okay. How do we, let's do this now. It was, um, I mean, it really, it really shook our foundation. You know, it's like we had to, we really had to restructure our foundation. It was finding, finding new sources of security rather than just I think a lot of people have security in the monogamy and the marriage contract and, and our security shifted a lot. And my, in the long run, I became much more secure in our relationship and the foundation that we had than I ever could have been before. Why was that? Um, because I was more confident than ever that you were with me because you wanted to be with me, not because you had made a promise, you know. 17 years ago, 15 years ago, six, 
whatever at the time, um, you were, you would still choose to be with me. And I was reassured more than ever how much you valued the life we had built together. Um, and then, yeah, cause I, well, it, it was never, as we went through that transition, neither of us ever talked about the possibility of divorce and like, do we, it was, he would not pursue polyamory unless I was okay with it. And I'm very much a people pleaser and I know that about myself. And I knew that if I just went along with it, just said, okay, this, you know, this is what we're doing now. And I really wasn't, then I would, the, the resentment would build up. So I really had to look inward and like, okay, is this really something I'm okay with? Why am I okay with? Are there things I'm not okay with? You know, and are there things that need to change in our relationship for me to be okay? Like, you know, the, the deepening security, the changing security. Um, and with each step of the path, like Josh said, it was not an easy path, but I never doubted that it was the right path for us. And like, I would communicate that. Um, so it just, it, we took it really just, oftentimes it was one day at a time. This, this is what, this is what we're, the feelings that are here today and you deal with it there. Um, and then after, after Josh and, uh, his girlfriend had broken up, it was, uh, it was just another huge transition and it really solidified in me realizing the, how much he benefited from that additional relationship. Um, it wasn't just the freedom to have that other relationship. Like he benefits so much from having that other intimate relationship, um, that support that, um, you know, just everything that an additional partner offers. Um, and I should specify as well. Um, Josh is wired and, I guess there's different polyamorous uh, approaches and a lot of people have more casual partnerships and Josh is wired not that way. He knew from the beginning he wanted an additional nesting partner. Um, and that was very appealing to me as well. Like I welcomed the thought of having another life partner that like we could all build something with. Um, didn't know exactly what it was all going to look like at the time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So then as, as we progressed later and you know, there were several months there where Josh didn't have that other significant relationship. And I was able to see an, an, an another different side of him where he knew this was the missing piece, but he didn't have it. And there were times that it was almost, almost even like not despair, but like, it, just the deep questioning, like, am I ever going to find this? Am I ever, I know this piece is missing. Am I ever actually going to be whole? Um, and I remember like trying to hold out hope and be the hopeful one, the, the optimistic one and you know, reassuring, like, no, you know, she's out there. We're going to find her and she, she's going to think you're just so amazing. And he'd be like, Sometimes he tends to be a pessimist. <laughs> okay, so if I may interject, yeah, what I'm hearing from what you're talking, if you think about it, your entire relationship, as it was before polyamory has ended. 
Yes. And you had to point. recreate yes. your relation. Basically, you start you, you started afresh, right? Fresh. With new ideas, yeah. new ru rules. I don't want to call them rules, but you know, like new, new expectations, new, new expectations and new, yeah, yeah like new yeah. ways of engaging with each other mm -hmm. and with others. Yeah. So that was like, like, that's something that most people cannot do in a relationship because mm -hmm. as you grow, as you age, you change. And uh, you can choose to change like on different paths or continue to change like as a couple, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you still do it individually, but you still try to find what is it that brings you together. Mm -hmm. So that's like a skill that I wish more people would have, like understanding that sometimes relationships change structure and uh, foundation and uh, uh, like reinventing the relationship. Yes. This is what you two have done. Like yes. it's a like that's how I'm seeing it. Like a completely different relationship. Same people, not really, but you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, deeper love, cool. deeper commitment. Like every <laughs> maybe not deeper commitment. We all we always were very committed, very committed to growing together. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just never divorce was never an option to Just either one on of us table. no no neither of us ever ever even considered that what what would you say are some of the changes you were talking about earlier like when you said when i had an additional intimate relationship you you know you noticed me flourishing um so you just have this fulfillment when you have somebody else that was a partner for you um she brought new interests and got you brought you out of your shell and had other ways of encouraging you and showing you love and brought out a different side of you that I had never seen. Like she sparked the romantic side of you more because it, I, I don't know why she brought out some of this stuff in in you in ways that my personality and my interests and my love languages. Well, don't I know do why that's because we're different people with different yeah. people. We, yeah, we interact like every relationship I've ever had. I was a different person, mm -hmm. like completely different. Mm -hmm. yes. So the way we come together and that's the beauty of non-monogamy, mm -hmm. in my opinion, you get all this amazing variety and all this like influx of energy. And if you are smart enough and lucky enough to be with the right person that 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 brings the best in you, because mm -hmm. I'm sure you all heard about the, you know, like that relationship was the worst for me, right. but the worst in me. Mm -hmm. So if we can do that, then you get this amazing like 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 goodness, like good from here and good from here and like all together. It's exactly. Yes. Be a yes. promo for non-monogamy. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> and it does bring benefits for me as well because, like, even the the new relationship energy, the NRE that he felt with her, would spill over with me. Like, you know, you've got this, like, basically, like teenage hormones, right? Again, like coursing through, like, like yeah. yeah, like mm -hmm. the the romance and everything is all brand new and. That if I was stuck in my head and negative thought cycles, it would cause insecurities. Mm -hmm. But when I was able to remove those things and get past those insecurities, I benefited from those changes. Um, you know, he was more romantic mm -hmm. with me mm -hmm. and just it was a whole new spark to mm -hmm. our relationship, too. So and it's so refreshing to, like you said, to know 
that he's with you because he wants to be with you. Yes. And that you can offer your partner a space where they can grow and be themselves. Mm -hmm. And like, how can they not want to be with you when you are that person? And mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it's, it's not like you're with me, you know, the old bowl and chain thing mm -hmm. because exactly. you have to. Yeah. You feel obligated. You feel stuck. Yeah. You know, I would take half your money, at, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not, it's mm -hmm. not that. Yeah. So yeah. Knowing that you're together because you want to be together and that, like you just mentioned that shifting dynamic where you have this relationship where you know, you're allowed to fully be yourself, you, mm -hmm. you know, and him, yeah, him rare. pursuing, him pursuing his own personal growth and doing those, you know, the changes in himself that he needed to do to be a partner that can maintain two relationships mm -hmm. at a time in a healthy way. Um, there was so much growth in him so rapidly. And then I realized like I had been very stagnant in my personal growth. I was like, you know, at 21 years old, 22 years old, when I'm getting married, I'm the, yeah, this right. picture perfect no housewife energy. But like, yeah, then yeah. It's you, yeah, 18 years later, if you're still that same person, you're not going to be a very good partner anymore. Uh, so it's spurred a lot of growth. I mean, not in necessarily, me as well. but it's if you're not, not that you wouldn't, but you could be so much more if you constantly change and grow. That's true. Which is yes. what forced you to do. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm watching him become a better partner. And I, you know, it inspired me to be a better partner. Like, okay, mm -hmm. he's being a better partner for me. How can I be a better partner for him? Right. Yeah. I've always been one of those people that, you know, constantly growing. Mm -hmm. But it, mm -hmm. when you get into non-monogamy, it it's like it's, it's on different. steroids. Because yeah. you're, you don't have a choice. You, you either, you either yeah. do it or... <laughs> well, first of all, to get down, you're back out on the dating market, right? Mm -hmm. what, what happens when people get, you know, they've been married for a long time, they get divorced... And then they're back on the dating market. You watch them, they all drop 20 pounds yeah, and, you know, yeah. cause, and you have to be interesting out yep. on dates and mm -hmm. look good and all this stuff. Now you've got to get in the best shape of your life. You have mm -hmm. to be up to date on the latest books that have been out. You have to have but conversations. You have to know where to go on the good dates. I, I don't like that. I disapprove of that. Like, because you're putting out there this person that doesn't really exist. You're no, the guy be, with 20 no. pounds extra. Like, not you necessarily, but yeah. I'm talking about like, you know, and then you're like, what happened to the man that I met? He's like different now. Well, yeah, because he was putting on a show for you to attract you. We should be like that all the time. We should. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched him put in the work to become the man that was that all the time. Do you think like, you got complacent too in the relationship, in your marriage? You guys were married for so long. Like, what is it that you changed that you wouldn't have changed? Like, like, because you're saying like you got back on the dating in the dating market. Like, so what is it that you did once you get got out there that you weren't doing for your relationship because of complacency, if anything? I don't know about complacency so much, but once you start dating, you start to find uh, things that other people value that you didn't care about. Like I was horrible about restaurants. You know, okay. we, I thought Applebee's was great. I didn't, I didn't know fine dining or fine cocktails. So yeah. like when you start dating, you start realizing, wow, mm -hmm. yeah, going out to nice steakhouses and right. stuff like that. Uh, my wardrobe definitely changed. Mm -hmm. uh, I got fancy clothes and, um, you know, you start feeling good. You're wearing nice clothes. You're wearing good expensive cologne. You're going to nice yeah. places. It's like it changes your whole, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, how you look at yourself even. So I've always been in great shape. So that really wasn't, you know, much of a thing, but. So it's not more, it's not about complacency as much as it is about you just going out there and like, again, being exposed to different environments, different mm -hmm. energies and just yes. 
taking the best of that and applying it to yourself and changing. Yeah. I mean, if you want to find a great partner, you have to be great yourself. So mm -hmm. it's just making if sure. you can say that twice. Yeah. Yes. If you want to find a great partner, you have to be great yourself. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Build a life worth sharing. So, and you've got to be able to showcase that out on a date. So, yes. you know, putting your best foot forward. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but there were times that he doubted that we would ever find somebody. Yeah, that's, that's normal. Yeah. It's hard to find that connection with one person, let alone two. Uh, and I kept trying to be the, the voice of optimism and hope. And like, you, you know, the right person is going to come along and you know, just be the right person in every way. You know, want, want to share in the family with the kids and think you are as amazing. Like really my only expectation before we met Liv, like I just want somebody that adores him the way I I do. She can be very different from me, but I want her to think he's the most amazing man ever and and be okay with mm -hmm. living in a home with me and the two little ones, mm -hmm. <laughs> which seemed like a big ask. Uh, and he would you know, just keep questioning whether or not we were ever going to find her. And then one day he, he came home from the gym and I don't remember what spurred it. Um, I don't know if you remember exactly what spurred it, but he came home and he like was just thinking about all of his work that he had put in to better himself and be this amazing partner for me that does, you know, that would also be an amazing partner for someone else. And he knew polyamory was like his destiny that he has always been polyamorous and that's his, like his purpose really. And he just looked at me and he was like, being polyamorous and having two life partners, he's like, it's my goddamn birthright. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I laughed, but it wasn't a laugh of like, oh my God, you're so ridiculous. It was like, oh my God, finally, like you get it. Like, yes, it's your birthright. It's going to happen. I don't know when, I don't know how, but it's going to happen. And then I think it was like within a week that he... I met Liv. Yeah, yeah. Met I, Liv. I'd already like deleted all my dating apps. I was like, I'm yeah. sick of all this. Yeah, and then, it was like, and then screw I, this all. When I stopped looking, we still don't know how we met. Yeah, it's kind it's of a mystery. mystery. <laughs> he said he never liked me yeah. in the app, <laughs> and I, I think I somehow manifested <laughs> him liking her an accidental swipe or something. I don't, I don't know. know. You weren't in the area. You were, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, not questioning it. No, <laughs> I'm just happy it happened. So. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And then when they met and you guys can interject now if, if you'd like, but, uh, yeah. Oh, well, you could say it from your, it was like firework. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. <laughs> All I can remember, uh, when we met, Josh thought we were on a date and I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought we were just going to be like buddies and I was in a non-monogamous relationship and I was looking for like, what, what would I call it? Like a friend with benefits. Mm -hmm. 
and he was looking for a like real relationship. And uh, he told me that, and I was like, oh, that's not me. Mm-hmm. That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and, with benefits, that's okay. That's like, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Well, that, I was very wrong because things progressed really fast between us. Like, how fast? Like, really fast. Really fast. Really fast. We're like a week like, later, you bought me a birthday cake. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're talking like dates, like date after date. It was like crazy. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It was, it, was, it was magical, really. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I can put it because it's like this amazing connection that we had. And I asked you to share your family with me, like date mm-hmm. three, I think. You hadn't even met him yet. It was like, oh my yeah. God, you have no idea what you're in for. I remember him coming home from a date and he's like, she asked me if I would share my family with her. And I was like, this woman she, is hasn't crazy. Even, she hasn't even met me at that point, let alone the kids. <laughs> but yeah, I was, was like, okay, she's in. either crazy or she's the one. I don't know yet. Yeah. I think I'm a little bit of both. Yeah, I don't, I, it's it's always been like I cannot explain. I feel like all my life I was preparing myself for this relationship, with everything that I I am, I am and I I feel and I believe in. And like I I don't have any kids, and I never wanted to have any kids, but I always wanted like a bigger family, and uh, like sometimes I'm like, how am I ever gonna have a big family if I don't want to have any kids? And I was like, well, I could find somebody that already has one. Mm-hmm. So I guess that worked. Me, <laughs> yes. I have cats. We inherited two cats. Yes, yes. <laughs> two women, two kids, two cats. Yep. And it's uh, a whole life. I don't know. Uh, if I am to go back to um, how I got here, I would say that uh, uh, I was always different. I always felt like I was different, and I never fit in. I never dreamed about my wedding. I never dreamed about any of that stuff. And uh, I don't know. I just, I knew I wanted something that was not that what everybody else was doing. But it took me so long to realize what that thing was. Uh, and uh, I think I, I did not realize it until I actually met Josh, mm-hmm. what it really was. Even though everything that I was doing was leading me in that direction. And it was the same. But I didn't have like... Um, like you, you didn't know you were polyamorous until somebody told you that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I didn't know exactly what it was, but I kind of knew what I wanted. And then when we put it together, I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I knew I was not monogamous all my life. I just knew I was a freak and there was something wrong with me. <laughs> and, and I bisexual. didn't know what it was. And you weren't yes. happy about having to yes. choose. <laughs> yes, I was not happy about having to choose. I was like, I really love women. I really love men. Like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? <laughs> you know? And also, I don't think I'm wired to be in a relationship with a woman by just me and a woman. Like, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't have maybe the patience or I, I don't know. And I really like masculine energy. So I need both. Yeah. I literally need both. Yeah. You and I both are, definitely have a predominantly feminine energy. And yeah. We need that masculine right. Yeah. So there you go. What is the solution for somebody like us? Yeah. What are we going to do? Who do you ask? Who's going to tell you? Oh. Nobody. <laughs> well, here, it is. here we are now. And here we are. This is the premise of our yes. podcast, I guess, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's how we all ended up here. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. so she moved in very rapidly. It was, again, just like with Josh and I, like when we knew, we knew. And once mm-hmm. we met Liv, like, when you know, you know. You know, yeah. you know. And 
yeah, she moved in after a couple months and we were living in a rental at the time and just, it, it was mm-hmm. not, yeah, stressful. it was not uh, set up for long-term success. We did good though. So we, we picked up r- raw roots and uh, left Northern California where I had been born and raised mm-hmm. and moved out to Texas and all bought a house together and been out here in Texas for about six months. Mm-hmm. And now we're yep. Texans. Yeah. And yeah. in the suburbs of Houston, Texas. <laughs> yes. Enjoying the Living summer the life. Yes. <laughs> Enjoying the heat. Yes. Not wearing Crocs. No. There's a lot, a lot of people here wear Crocs, so our <laughs> listeners know we're not used Crocs to this from no. California. We do not <laughs> wear Crocs. <laughs> no. And In-N-Out Burger is superior to Waterburger. I'm just oh, going to say that. Do not say yes. that. Oh. Uh, on the air, for the record. <laughs> I still haven't tried Waterburger. <laughs> I tried it once, but I'm not a burger person, so I'm not the right person to really. We should probably mm-hmm. let our listeners know, too, that Liv's accent, she's from Australia. In case you didn't pick that up. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm just going to leave it like that then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not from Australia. (laughs) What accent? How dare you? Yeah, just play it off. Stop telling her she has an accent. I love it when people are like here, like uh, like Americans are so politically correct. Like, do you mind me asking, like, where, where's this accent from? Like, but very like shy, just in case I get offended. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I don't mind you asking. (laughs) But I usually do ask them, what accent? What are you talking about? And they're like, oh my God, I didn't mean. <laughs> that was a microaggression. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So it's been, uh, it's been quite a transition, learning how to all live together. That's our, that's our podcast topic for next week, by the way. Mm-hmm. What, it's, what it's like to live in a house with two women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't been all easy, but we've, all, I mean, I'll speak for myself, but I've always known it would be worth it to, to figure it out. Any conflicts do come up and I just always knew we would figure it out. We'd find, we'd find our way through. Um, and it was a lot of learning what doesn't work for each other before we finally figure out what does work for each other. Though, so, you know, the, the last year of living together and you know, six months of resettling in a totally new area, new home, new schools, new jobs, everything. Right. Um, it's been, it's been a lot. We, I don't know. We've never really been ones. None of us have been ones for taking the easy path. <laughs> no, I mean, we, yeah. you throw all these stressors at us at the same time, right? We moved cross country, yeah. we all start new careers, new businesses. Yeah. We had an air conditioning go out in the middle of summer in Houston. Yeah, it's it was a lot. It's and a lot. and, and we living still... together, all of us, like we have yeah. such different and powerful personalities, all yeah. of us. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, we all have strong personalities. <laughs> I always like, I was very committed to the relationship and I, it was never a thing of not succeeding, but there have been times when I was like, this is really hard and like not giving up, but being like more like, just going to like take it easy and see where... I'm getting uh, pulled because like my energy was like, I like, it's like, it was difficult, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it was because of our like personalities, like how powerful we all are. And it's important that we mentioned this from the beginning, because I feel like a lot of people have that problem when they start any relationship, monogamous or not. And they're like, well, but we are so different and we're so tough and we're so strong and 
And uh, what is different, what I did different versus other relationships is like I committed fully and then I did the work and all of us did the work. Mm -hmm. And then we found what truly brings us together. Yes. Yeah. And things are great now. Yes. I mean, they're really, really good. Yes. Um, but it was hard to get here. And I want people work. to know that yeah. was not, it was not easy. So they don't get discouraged where they find the person they want to be with. Mm -hmm. And they think, oh, but we don't have the compatibility or we don't have whatever it is. Yeah. Like it is hard. And if you're willing to put in the work, it's so worth it mm -hmm. for I, everyone. I yes. just kept telling myself yes. when things would get hard sometimes, like, it's hard in monogamous relationships too. Yes, like this right. exactly. This Everything. was hard, yes. but it wasn't any more harder than it's been when it was just me and Char. Mm -hmm. or, yeah, or yeah. It, so. there, there might be things that are different that you wouldn't experience in monogamous relationships. But, but on the flip side, but there's things good, that are I better. think they're even better. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's never any worse than a traditional. No, right? Monogamous. Yeah, because like that's what I was saying, it, any kind of relationship. Like yeah. it's sometimes it's just hard. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, like personalities are different or you want different things or whatever. It could be a million things. I would even say like there were things about our relationships, like all of us, we all had tendencies that I would even call toxic. And I feel like that's something that people love to throw around right now. Like, oh, it's a toxic relationship. I'm like, no, I'm and, like, I, I hate to hear that word. I'm like, yeah. And, <laughs> and I feel like people are very quick. Like you were saying, they're very quick to throw away relationships and people because of those toxicities, but it's not the toxicity that's the problem. It's the inability or, or unwillingness to fix those toxicities. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Josh and I had like uh, probably some codependencies that were unhealthy. It, they would have worked fine staying in a monogamous relationship, but once you bring in a third person, they didn't work anymore. So if we couldn't let those go, it never would have been the unity that we have now. So yeah, Correct, yeah, just yeah, word of encouragement. If you yeah. see toxic tendencies, don't don't yeah. throw away the baby with the bathwater. I think Flush everybody it out. has like codependencies to some level, yeah. Like, yeah, or something that's just got to get highlighted with the new relationship. When yeah. me and Shar were together, I always did the silent treatment. I mm -hmm. never thought anything of it because I yeah. never. She never. I, called I, it I could out. deal with it. And, I knew yeah. he was always going to come home. I knew mm -hmm. eventually we would talk again and. Yeah. So it wasn't as big of a deal for her, even though I had yeah. this bad habit I've been doing for a long, you know, learned mm -hmm. to do for since forever. Since yeah. part of my first ever relationship. Mm -hmm. um, but Liv, that did not work with her. Yeah. <laughs> and then we caused a lot of fights and problems. So eventually I had to just make a commitment like, all right, I promise I'm not going to do this anymore. And I still did it once or twice. <laughs> but she called him out. Oh, yeah, and you're she like, called me out. You're right. I'm doing it. Like, God damn it. And, like, and then well, first you said you're not doing it. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, I crazy? Get my, get my lip in denial sometimes. Yeah. The very beginning. I was like, there's no way I did it because I said I wasn't going to. So how's that possible? Right. Yeah. 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 But it eventually stopped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, ongoing that, that growth that yeah. we all need to keep right. striving for. Yeah. Like and we it, are all doing, we, I do things like that too. Like when I, when you say something I don't like mm -hmm. and I get snarky, like immediately, boom, I'm just like immediately like, what the hell? I, I didn't even realize I was doing it until you mentioned it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like once you said it, I was like, I don't want to do that. You know? So it's all about communication and not like a lot of times, yes, we do get upset, right? Our ego is bruised or whatever. But if we think that, we, if we have the best of intentions and we, if we think the other person has the best of intentions mm -hmm. and then we're like, hey, why did you talk to me like that? 
or whatever, and you get the other person realizing that they maybe they're doing something subconsciously, then like you have a chance of actually fixing it and not thinking, oh, that she must hate me or whatever, you know? Yes. Exactly. Yes. So we teased a little bit about next week's episode, but what are some other things that our listeners can look forward to hearing about? The threesomes? <laughs> I we think, have a schedule. I, think, I don't think that we're allowed to do this probably oh, on like the oh, mainstream okay. platforms, okay. but uh, maybe maybe we'll <laughs> do some special. <laughs> Never mind this. You're not going to hear anything about the threesome. <laughs> we don't have any. <laughs> when we decided um, to do this podcast, we're like, do we have anything we want to talk about? So we're like, let's start a list. Yes. And we're like, well, maybe we can find 10 or 12 things. We were reading stuff that said like, you don't start a podcast unless you have at least was, 20 topics. Was it, I yeah. think it was 20. Yeah. We had like a hundred in like uh, two days. So like, yeah. There's so many things to talk about. When yeah. Yeah. From, about. from just your everyday, you know, like. Figuring um, out how to do life together. Life together. Yes. Yeah. Sleeping arrangements. Children. Children. Even, finances. You name even it. dating like as a polyamorous person in a, like a monogamous with a monogamous nesting partner because um, we have josh and i at least have a bit of experience with that and you've got some you know non-monogamous experience um yeah having kids in a yep. polyamorous yep. relationship because yep, now we're kind of venturing out there in the non-monogamy yeah. world again yes and like trying to meet people that are non-monogamous or polyamorous mm -hmm. and i concluded many years ago well, not that many, like maybe three years ago, that I don't want to have vanilla friends anymore because I'm tired of going out and not knowing what to talk. I don't, I don't know what to talk about with people that don't do this. Like, I don't like to go do my nails. I don't, I, I don't go to church. I don't do any of that stuff, you know? So like basically going out with the girls for me would be like an ordeal. I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I concluded I want to be with people that are like me. And when we talk about what we did last weekend, I can say, oh, yeah, we had a whatever. We went with another couple. We had a date, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. so which allows me to be myself. So we started doing that again. Yes. All three of us. Yes. Yes. And that was a lot of the purpose in moving to Texas as well. Like in California, Josh and I had people everywhere that knew us mm -hmm. even. And I was born and raised there. So even if there were people that. I didn't know or recognize or Josh didn't know or recognize they would recognize us. So it made it difficult to like, as of, as of this moment, most of my family still does not know. Um, I told my mom in person, well, they're gonna know after but, this. <laughs> but even at that, like she, she questioned that it was actually my own free will that was bringing me here. Um, and, you know, even though I told her in person and, and tried to tell her very clearly that it was, um, so that was just a lot of our reason for moving out here. And now we're being very intentional with making friends that we can just be ourselves with. Like, like Liv was saying, like not, not people that can't know that we're a throuple. <laughs> so I really do think like Liv said, though, like when we meet these people, the non-monogamous people, yeah. you know, it just, even just as friends, like they are, mm -hmm. they're better friends. Like they're more interesting people, I should say. Yeah. yeah for me, it's, hard, for us. it's yeah. hard to meet men. Um, that are interesting because usually you go hang out with the guys. I go, did you catch the game? Did you get to go to the mm -hmm. score? You know, it's like mm -hmm. just some, you know, I'm going golfing this weekend. Okay, cool, dude. Um, mm -hmm. But you go out with these people and they're like, they always tell you just the most interesting, mm -hmm. like outrageous stuff that they're out doing. And they're just, 
you know, very intellectual and artsy and yeah. they, they got these amazing lives and they do amazing things. And this is just one more aspect of mm -hmm. their amazing life that, you know, that in their pursuits. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like uh, uh, people that have had the emotional intelligence to open their relationship also are have the actual intelligence of like being interested in other things than just your everyday stuff. Like it mm -hmm. takes something extra to be capable of doing that. They're very secure people. They're secure. They're they're definitely intelligent. They're well spoken, well read. They're so you get to actually I don't know, learn things from them or actually like benefit, mutually beneficial relationship, mm -hmm. have that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Personal development mm -hmm. too. Like I think a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of people are still working on bettering themselves to be able yeah. to still attract. Yeah, when you're a group, members. everybody's constantly exchanging yeah. ideas. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's powerful. And I think it's unfair, though, to limit it to just non-monogamous people. Because I think, I think there are people that just are wired to be happy right. in monogamy, but they do still better themselves. Uh, and they yeah, will I'm still be really limiting. I'm and, just saying that mostly. And open. But yeah. yeah. It's just, it's hard when you meet somebody that is monogamous. You, it feels like, I at least I am guarded with, what I tell them. Mm -hmm. and, exactly. Yeah. And if I do mention something about like being in a throuple or, oh, my husband, yeah, you know, like mm -hmm. whatever, my girlfriend, like it, it hit my, maybe it's just perceived, like just my perception, but it seems like people get quiet and awkward mm -hmm. and they do. Yeah. So it's, it's not fair to limit everyone that's not, not non-monogamous, but, uh, it definitely is easier to start with with the non-monogamy mm -hmm. and know that you at least have that common ground and they're not yeah. going to write us off as being abnormal. That's what so shall we talk more about in depth about who we are yeah. as people? Let's like do it. Maybe yes. not, not too much, right? We don't want to have too too long of a, of a conversation about mm -hmm. it, but... Um, Leave more for future episodes. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, but uh, I was thinking that we can talk uh, a little bit about what brought us here like as individuals what was it that we were looking for in our lives and what was it that we were missing and you guys talked about yourselves and how you were missing something you didn't know what it was and it wasn't the fear of commitment but it was more of the like you wanted more mm -hmm. more you just wanted more the fear you know? of the limitation yeah and um and which is like uh, some shard tried to say something about you, like you are different from any polyamorous person that I've met before, because you're not looking uh, to uh, date uh, endlessly, you know, like professional dating. <laughs> and uh, I feel like that's where we are. Uh, we also disagree with the polyamorous term being used for that. Like, I think those people are more like swingers where you're just open to, uh, you want to date endlessly, mm -hmm. you know, like keep the... Uh, or maybe polyamorous the, doesn't really relate to us. I maybe. Guess it's more poly, yeah. polyfidelitous, where you want, yeah, you want fidelity still. So like how we are different, like I feel like we should say that, like yeah. we're pretty much closed. Mm -hmm. We're mm -hmm. not dating outside. Yes. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, I mean... We do everything together. Right. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, that's the definition of throuple. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. So we're like a, a monogamous throuple. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. We need to invent new words for that. 
and uh how i got here like what i uh like shar asked me once if i consider myself polyamorous and um i i guess i do i i don't think that is this is something that i needed in my life like josh but i always uh, had such a, a need for variety and different different energies and different people in my life uh not not to an extreme i still want to have like a closed group and i want to build upon the relationships it's more quality versus quantity but um i just uh I, i i always felt like uh i could i have such a big capacity of like being multiple things for multiple people and i i expected that in return from people and i i kind of always felt that one person cannot give me that and not because from not because of lack of trying or desire or ability it's just because like it's just not possible to get that from one single person like this in this scenario for example where you're you're a man you're a woman you cannot give me what shark gives me in the other way around mm-hmm. So the only solution, the only logical possible solution is to have both of you. Mm-hmm. So I guess from that aspect I am polyamorous. Mm-hmm. That totally right. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't looking I I never looked for two people to love. I never had that concept, that thought. I mostly just gravitated towards what made sense to me. Mm-hmm. What were my needs and how can I get those needs met? Mm-hmm. And here we are. How about you, Sharon? Here we are. Uh, for me, when we were in a monogamous relationship, I was completely fulfilled and happy. Like he was able to meet all of my emotional and relational needs. Uh, but that changed after polyamory entered and after his time and attention was split. I found that there were areas that my needs weren't always being met. And then I think as well, once I found out Once I opened the door to that possibility of having support from an additional person, um I realized that there were additional needs that I had that I had just been silencing. Like, well, I, this isn't being met, but I can't put that expectation on Josh because like Liv was saying like he's a man and this is support I need from a woman, but I just don't connect with like I I wanted support in a more intimate way from a woman mm-hmm. but again had never thought of that as being an option um and then i found out about a uh a, i guess an identification or a label which i hate labels but uh, it's called ambiamory where you can be happy in a monogamous situation but you do have the ability you are wired to be able to love more than one person like a polyamorous person so even though i didn't need that additional relationship i'm wired to be able to have that additional relationship so just knowing that about myself i figured that out before we met live um and then it's kind of in the back of my head like oh like maybe this maybe this is me i don't know and then after a while I realized like just being honest with myself and with what I wanted out of my relationship with Liv I finally realized and admitted to myself that no, this is what I want um 
I think I kind of went into the relationship not wanting to put too many expectations on it. Like, what if she doesn't want the same thing? Or what if we're just not compatible in that way? And once I finally... Which I think was a mistake. Yeah. Now, it, yeah. in hindsight... If but, we, it, but it got us where we are. No, it, it did. I'm yeah. not regretting anything. And we did great. But I feel like we were trying to be so conservative on our expectations from each other that if we would have just like went crazy into it, I feel like we would have benefited I mean, it would have been different and we still would have had our challenges and stuff, but we were so conservative about what the other person, like, especially since like, we kind of started like a, like a V mm-hmm. yeah. somehow where we were both like, it was Josh and like, yeah. we were both here us. for Josh and figuring yeah. out how to, how to live together. <laughs> so like that kind of like both of us, I feel like we're like, oh, I don't want to put that on you. If we're here, it doesn't mean automatically you have to love me and you have to want to be in a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. So we were like. I don't know if it was like not trying to push ourselves on the other person or not trying to like, I don't know what it was like. We were trying to be so like fair with each Mm -hmm. other. And I I guess that's normal, right? Like there's always a pressure like that. You're thinking like, do I want to put this on that other person? Like you like me, but like, you don't, you like my partner, but you don't have to like, like me. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be definitely part of, uh, uh, any polyamorous is uh, the triangles uh, yes. challenges in the future. So we could do a whole episode on. Just yeah, that. yeah, we could. Yes. Yeah, and, and knowing that our relationship, even if it is intimate, it's still going to be different. Like, yeah, my relationship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our relationship is never going to be the same as what we have with. Yep. Yeah, and I don't find their relationship threatening at all. Like, <laughs> you guys, I, once you guys figured out your guys' relationship, it, things just got so much better. Mm-hmm, right? yeah. was like the, there was even more love. It was like love multiplied. So Yeah. Right. I wanted to say that. Like, something that I realized, like, uh, I'm sure a lot of people that are considering moving from monogamy to this will think uh, they're scared that they will get less love. Mm-hmm. And that's an automatic first reaction because you're like, oh, they're not going to love me. They're not going to have time for me or whatever. But what I realized and what it's the ideal conclusion to get to, it's not less love. It's like way more love. Like instead of being loved by one person, you get to be loved by two people. Mm-hmm. Instead of like whatever, everything's just like multiplied, doubled or whatever. So it's like. Well, you guys yeah. could probably speak to this, but it's like ever since this dynamic, you know, got really good like i am more full of love than ever like i'm mm-hmm. that this whole house is full of love mm-hmm. all the time and anybody that comes in says that yes. i'm more loving to both of you to the kids mm-hmm. it's uh it even kinda, the kids have been more loving like it's yeah it's been interesting like even they're only four and six but even just watching the the shifts in their energy as mm-hmm. we all figured our shit out and got mm-hmm. balanced it was like yeah just everything everything yeah. all the way around like they, i i can support him better i feel more supported i can support mm-hmm. her better i think she feels like mm-hmm. everybody we all yes. feel more supported more and, loved yeah it's spread out to more and so the for the kids yeah. it's like there's always somebody to go to an adult for mm-hmm. a hug yeah. or right help or yeah you know, yeah they're definitely not they get a lot of support in, <laughs> yes yes uh, well anything else we want to add for this episode or we're going to I think we should probably wrap this right? up. Yeah. We could probably keep, go on for hours. Keep some for the now. next episode. Yes. 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 Okay. All Come right. back for more. Well, Yay. thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, if you have any questions or anything you think we should talk about, please email us at thruppletalk at gmail.com. Uh-huh. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.